Hello again, I am Ronan, here at the University of Arizona. And I'm Jake at the University of Washington. Today we have a amazing packed schedule for you. We're going to mm-hmm. go over some of the amenities here at our respective colleges. So we're going to start with academic amenities. Those include things like the writing center or office hours or anything else like that. Other amenities, mm-hmm. that's going to be like your sports teams, the rec center, uh, things like clubs. Then we're going to have a special part. We're going to talk about the clubs that we are personally a part of. Then we're going to jump off to into a different topic, the other aspect that we're probably going to be covering a lot on this podcast, and that's Major League Baseball. Uh, we're going to okay. talk about string training. We're going to talk about a few players and some players we're hoping to see do well this upcoming season. Sounds um, good. I guess with that, we're just going to jump into our academic amenities. What do you got over there in Washington, Jake? So uh, we, we have quite a few, I do have to say. But a lot of them are very like – how do I describe this? There's a lot of amenities that are very student-driven. So, for example, there's this thing called Clue, which is like a tutoring center, essentially, in one of the halls called Mary Gates Hall of the School, which is open for the longest period of time throughout the day. It's from 7 to 11, Sunday through Thursday. I should specify 7 to 11 p.m. Nobody wants to wake up at 7 in the morning to go get like help with their like, physics homework. <laughs> it's Sunday through Thursday, and it's – I don't know. I really like it because you you can go in there and you don't have to ask it's not there for you to ask questions on literally everything you can go there and you can do your homework and then as you're doing it if you come upon a question you can join the queue for different subject areas and then a tutor will eventually get around to helping you usually they have help for writing math physics and chemistry um sometimes i've seen like just general english too it just depends what kind of tutors they have and before big exams that they know of for the intro series classes where there's obviously the most kids they often tend to have more tutors so like last week before the physics midterm there were three physics tutors at the center versus two which there usually are on normal days which was pretty nice and i don't know i really like it I like to – sometimes I'll go in there with homework that I've already done, and then I'll just ask them to, like, go over it with me. And that's – I don't know. It's a pretty nice thing available, and it's all student-driven because all of the tutors there are students, which is, you know, pretty nice. But that's, like, the main, like, student-run help thing. There's also, like, study centers for different departments, and there's, like, writing clinics in the different libraries and – Oftentimes, like teachers and TAs have very extensive office hours that are pretty useful for students. Like this week, I went to my physics professor's office hours and then a physics TA's office hours as well. Because one thing that's really nice about the physics department is that you can basically go to this place, the physics study center, and that's where every TA and professor has their office hours. So if you just sit in there and like you like put like your name, like, that you're for physics 122 electricity magnetism the course i'm in then you just got to wait until either other kids come that are in that class you guys can work together or there's usually three ta's office hours throughout the day or professor's office hours so you can then ask them questions which is really nice because it's all centrally located 
That's interesting. That's a lot of information, but you know, <laughs> we can go into a, a deeper dive on any specific mm -hmm. topic, you know, if you're more interested. Yeah. So we have a similar sort of thing. So we have the uh, a bunch of resources. So there's uh, we have something called the Writing Center, where you can mm -hmm. either sit down with like a student uh, advisor, and they'll go through your essays or whatever else you're writing. You can mm -hmm. also just like email them. There's like an email you can email, and somebody will send you back feedback. So like if you're busy and all you could do is like you just need some quick feedback. You can do that. We obviously have office hours. So office hours, yeah, they're not centrally located. So and they're sometimes they're not even in the department's building. So for mm -hmm. example, my uh, math teacher, her office hours are in the um, environmental resource center, not huh. the math building. That's odd. But usually professors have somewhere between, like, two to four hours of uh, office hours each day. And uh, the TAs usually have, like, one or two hours. Or not – I'm sorry, not each day, uh, each week. That'd yeah, be yeah, excessive. That <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, then I can't speak of other uh, departments, but, like, the engineering school – through the engineering advisement, there's uh, tutoring sessions. Um, wow. And they'll they'll go over, especially before exams. Uh, I've been told they're not that busy just to go. You're basically just getting a one-on-one -on -one with the tutor. Yeah. Then on top of that, we have another thing. So for physics, we have uh, these things called SI leaders. I'm not. Mm -hmm. I don't remember what SI leader actually stands for. But basically, they're student leaders, uh, and they have also have drop-in hours, so you could go talk to even more people. Oh, that's nice. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot of ways if you need help, you could go talk to somebody. I'm probably even forgetting some. Uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. But I mean, when I say that's pretty much it, I mean that's a lot of things yeah yeah i think that i kind of have like a similar scenario with like physics is kind of the exception where the office hours are all centrally located like that in the physics study center like for math for example my i've had the same ta for math for two quarters in a row which is really nice because i like my ta a lot <laughs> but he last quarter had his office hours in this in like a base like not like the basement but like the second basement of this like general education hall, which was, you know, less than ideal. But this quarter he has his office hours in just the first basement of the applied mathematics building. So that's a bit nicer, but they switch around every quarter and they're not necessarily in places that you'd expect them to be. Oh, that's weird. And, and a lot of times the, uh, the office hours aren't even in person. They're just on Zoom. If for classes that, like, for example, my English class is taught by graduate students. So she's not really, like, like, my math is too, but she's, she's, like, not, like, a full-time graduate student. I don't know. It's complicated. She explained it at the beginning of the quarter. It was weird. I didn't really understand it. But essentially, <laughs> she doesn't even have, like, a physical office hours location. It's just all on Zoom. 
yeah, it's about 50-50 here. Uh, usually, the I don't think a professor has ever had a change um, offices during each uh, semester. They're oh, usually in the same place. Mm. But the TAs, I'm sure they rotate because some of them leave and then some of them come back and yeah, all that kind for of sure, stuff. For sure. So I think. Oh, what were you gonna say? Uh, no, no, go ahead. What you were gonna say? Um, no, essentially, I was just gonna say that usually the professor's office hours don't change because they're just in the professor's office. But like the TA's office hours, like universally change every single quarter, from my experience. And from what other people have told me. Yeah. Uh, so I think we're going to move on to our other amenities, unless you have anything last to say. Um, I don't know. I feel like one final thing would be that I really, I think that the academic amenities, if you look for them at this university, are pretty good. And I feel like this quarter I did a poor job of doing it. And now I'm finally realizing that they're there <laughs> because, you know, I need to do well in physics, and I haven't been doing so well in physics, and it's sort of made me realize, oh, wow, I have these opportunities available to me. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I, I need to take more of advantage of it, too. The only problem, for some reason, a lot of the professors and TA's office hours are in the middle of the day. So Really? Most of the time, I have class during the office hours. True. Like, my, uh, pr my physics professor's office hours was at, like, 9.30 in the morning yesterday. Which I could make, but like a lot of, there was only one other kid there, and she TAs like over 300 kids wow. between her classes. Wow, wow, wow. All right, so. I other... mean, not TAs, professors. Or professors, yeah. So, other amenities. So, other amenities include things like sports, clubs, all that kind of stuff. Uh, we have a lot of those things here. I think there's three rec centers. There's really? The South Rec, there's the North Rec, and I'm pretty sure there's one more. I don't remember where it was. I just know there's like three. Mm. Uh, the South Rec is the biggest. It's mm -hmm. huge. It has like basketball courts, like all the machines and the weights, and it's a, it's like a giant Planet Fitness but cooler. <laughs> like I don't know how. Have to you describe ever used it? it? No. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't used mine either. <laughs> yeah, I keep saying should. I'm going to, and then I don't because I'm like, eh, yeah, just, I gotta walk all the way down there. You know, I don't want it. Mine's pretty close, but it's like I just sat through English and a lab and math. I don't want to go sit uh, in the gym either. Maybe, although I guess if you did like, uh, like aerobic or cardio kind of things you want to be sitting you know yeah run on the treadmill do something, something low do something low impact you know mm -hmm. a little cycling yeah uh we obviously are in big school so there's tons of sports right we got the March yeah. madness coming up soon oh yeah and isn't your school pretty good at a basketball uh i think we lost like five games so we're doing like okay this year but we're supposed to be good that's what i've been told at least we the UW just had their last men's uh, uh, like regular season game last night. And we got absolutely destroyed by Washington State University, which was uh, you know our rivals. I think I don't know. I don't really follow basketball. I don't like basketball. Yeah, me neither. But I know that our rivals 
<laughs> Arizona State University, they beat us by a buzzer beater at the end of the game. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, yeah. There's also other sports. There's, you know, all the women's sports of the men's equivalent. There's, you know, we have yeah. football, soccer, baseball season started, track yeah, yeah. stuff, swimming stuff, gymnastic stuff. Of course, of course. All, all the sports. All the sports. All the sports. And then we have what's called a zona zoo. Except we pass. don't have a swim team here because all our pools are broken. All the pools are broken. All the pools are broken. That's ridiculous. So, uh, no, so we have uh, what's called a Zona Zoo Pass. Mm -hmm. It's like $100 if you want just, you don't want the basketball, or 150 with the basketball. Let's you into okay. all the sports events, except for oh. football. It's like the first 6,000 people, and basketball is like the first 2,000, so it's really hard to get into those. Yeah, but, I imagine. And, of course, I haven't used it. Which I probably should use it. <laughs> you know, maybe just to, you know, get your money's worth, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll go to a couple baseball games at some point. Nice. But, so we have those. We also have, okay. like, 600 clubs or something. <laughs> That's crazy. It, it, it's a lot. There's, some of them are, like, you know, uh, women's and engineering or like society of mechanical engineers those kinds of things and then some of them are there's political clubs like there's a democrat and republican club uh um, yeah, that's that's we have <laughs> obviously sororities and fraternities i don't know how many there are because i don't yeah. care about that stuff yeah. Uh, and then, you know, each major kind of has a green, like, there's, I'm pretty sure there's, like, a poetry club. Uh, engineering oh. has, like, a hundred clubs. I think we have, like, one of the most, actually. That's crazy. Because we're the coolest. <laughs> and then we also have uh, a lot of, like, we have, like, a giant mall in front of our student union where you can go play games. It's not really an amenity. But it's, it's kind of just space to do stuff. Yeah, that's that's nice. There's also an esports arena. I think it's like 10 bucks, and you can go play for an hour. They have, like, yeah, literally we... everything you could possibly want. Yeah, we have one of those, too, in our, uh, in our like, hub building. Oh, and your student union equivalent? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, right now, I am a member of one... Uh, club. I'm part of uh, Wildcat Rocketry Club. We are mm -hmm. the coolest club, of course. We are currently working <laughs> on building a rocket, a liquid fuel rocket, a NASA rocket, That's capable cool. of going 30,000 feet. Okay. Um, we're, we're a little delayed. It took a while to get some of the stuff in because of how you had to order them. Like, you have to go through the school, and you have to write, like, why you needed it. And it's like, why do we need a fuel valve for a rocket? Hmm. You know what I'm saying? It, it's just a lot of procedural stuff. It's a little annoying. But now we have things, so we get to build stuff. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so what um, amenities you got over there? 
in so we have Washington. two recreation centers we have one which is much bigger and is like the main one that's the ima and it's absolutely massive it's one of the largest buildings on campus it's got a like recreation center there's i i've never been in there but i'm told that there's like roller skating there's obviously like weightlifting and stuff like that there's an indoor track there's there is a swimming pool but it's broken there's a bunch of fields outside that i do use for ultimate frisbee so there's a grass field there's uh two turf fields but each of the turf fields has the equivalent of like two soccer fields on them then there's beach volleyball there's tennis it's it's really big and it's right next to where like the the sports complexes are so all of that like sporting activity stuff is kind of together and then on west campus there's like a much much smaller just like workout place that's kind of like like you said it's just like a planet fitness kind of thing you know yeah that people use but i've never used that either mm -hmm. so i've i have used the ima but i've only ever used the field so i've never had to like get in a like a membership or anything also there's a bunch of intramural sports too that they run through the ima like basketball and flag football and like and like tennis tournaments and stuff like that yeah. oh and there's volleyball courts as well yeah we have all that stuff too so you have to get a membership to go into the gym Mm. ours is free oh okay i was gonna it's say with, like it's ours paid with tuition yeah i was gonna say you said like membership and i was like what you yeah, gotta no, pay for that <laughs> yeah we also have like all the club sports but some of them are like okay like uh my roommate goes to the badminton one and you could just show up others are like, yeah i want to do the club baseball stuff i'm not particularly good at baseball or like no we're really competitive and hardcore you gotta try out i was like yeah calm down you're not that good because otherwise you'd be on <laughs> the school team yeah so it, it kind of took the, the soccer teams like that too you gotta go try out and everything it's like calm down it's a club sport <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know people are very intense about sports so, uh, I don't know. what clubs are you a part of, Mr. Jake? So, as I alluded to, I am part of the Ultimate Frisbee Club. And I'm also part of the American Meteorological Society, a chapter at UW. And I was in the Conlang Club, and I was in the Quiz Bowl Club. But the Conlang Club was kind of boring. I didn't like it so much. And the Quiz Bowl Club was really, like, I don't know. They were just very aggressive. And they weren't very, like, I didn't like them. They weren't just I don't a bunch know. of they nerds? They were aggressive yeah, they nerds? They were aggressive nerds. And they weren't just, like, answering questions, having fun. It wasn't like the good old days of academic challenge in high school where we did some questions and then just bullshitted with each other half the time. <laughs> so, yeah, I wasn't really into that. But the Ultimate Frisbee team is really chill. But I've hyperextended my Achilles tendons. I'm actually going to the uh, health center at the university on Tuesday to get those checked out because they have a whole, like, section that's for sports medicine. So I have an hour-long appointment, so this is going to be interesting. Ooh, fun. <laughs> so there's a my, like, regular doctor that I have, whose name I won't say, you know, for purposes. Um, he not only does, like, primary care, but he also does uh, physical therapy. So he's like... 
He's like, yo, man, I got you. I got you with the sinus infection. I got you with the Achilles tendons. I got you with the hay fever medicine prescription. I got you with all of it. <laughs> you so, got yeah. another sinus infection? No, I didn't. But, like, I was having sinus, like, pressure that was not due to an infection, just, like, due to, like, I don't know, existing in this in Seattle, I guess. I don't know. He's like, <laughs> eh, sometimes people come to Seattle and they just have sinus pain. We get this we get this complaint all the time. He's like, I think it's because it's so dry inside of the buildings compared to outside that people get like that sinus pain from going inside and outside of buildings, especially in the winter months when you're inside a building so much of the time. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, we don't really get doctors. <laughs> you don't There's... get doctors? You don't have a health clinic? We have a health clinic, but like, I mean, there might be a doctor, but like. I don't know who it is. I've never seen him. I haven't had a reason to go to the health clinic. Mm. There's a pharmacy and stuff, but there's also a CVS, and I'd rather just go yeah. to CVS. Yeah, they have a pharmacy, pharmacy. Too, but, but I use a CVS as well. Um, no, but yeah, so for the doctor, I just go home. I just, you know, wait. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But I guess when you have, like, pressing matters, it's good. Plus, also, I want to be able to play Ultimate Frisbee again. So getting yeah. the physical therapy done here is, you know, good. Though there, it is a little bit different because we have a urgent care. not It's okay. not part of campus, but it's near campus. And we have a hospital. So oh. if you need emergency care, like, we have an actual hospital on campus. Okay. <laughs> so... We got you covered. That's nice. Yeah, there's a there's a hospital that's like associated with the campus. The like, cause like UW has a massive medical center, so a lot of the like more difficult things are routed from the health clinic on the university to like Montlake Health, which is the medical center. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy because our medical center is so like massive. That they get, they essentially serve as like the main health node for like Pacific Northwest. And there's like a helipad and oh, all wow. that fun stuff for like people that get like, you know, injured that are like far away. Our so like you'll be at night oh, and wow. there'll be a helicopter flying down because it's like, oh, somebody hurt himself. Uh oh. You know? We probably have a helipad, but that's probably because there's a lot of like outdoorsy stuff to do nearby that you might yeah. need to get airlifted from, like all the mountains. Yeah. But uh, I, I've never been <laughs> too near it. I haven't had a reason to go to the hospital. I just know there is one. It's on the map. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm probably going to have to go. Well, because the the doctor since I'd had like three sinus infections in 13 months was like, all right, I guess we should maybe do a CT scan just in case. So I'll probably have to go to Montlake Health. To get Ooh, that done. Fun. <laughs> hospital I time. get to go to the hospital. Yay. I just show up and say you can't breathe. They help you right away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. So I think. We got, we got off tangent there. That was, that was yeah. fun. You know? What were we talking about? Uh, we were talking about amenities. Now we're going to go oh, talk yeah, about yeah, baseball. Yeah. No, no, no. My clubs. Unless my you have. Clubs. Oh, right, right. We didn't talk about your clubs. Talking about finish. the clubs. Go, go, go. Okay. <laughs> so then I'm also in the American Meteorological Society, which is fun because it's very low impact, and you get to go on a trip that they say they pay for, but they haven't paid me yet. 
and the financial advisor for the atmospheric science department just quit. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know when I'm gonna get paid my reimbursement, hey. but it's gonna come eventually. I sent them a bunch of emails and they, they were like, oh yeah, front. the guy quit. We'll help you eventually. <laughs> they don't oh, pay up front. For... No, they don't pay beforehand. They pay after you've done the trip. That's dumb. Yeah, you have to fill out a reimbursement form. It's a whole, it's a university protocol. Also because then people would just take the money and not go on the trip, you know? Yeah. We have a, a dumb rule here too, so I'm also part of the hall council, so each dorm – I should probably should have said mm -hmm. this with the amenities, but each dorm has like a council where they plan activities yeah, and stuff. Yeah, we do too. Uh, so I'm part of that. Uh, we were okay. looking at having a tournament. Really? And if the prize is more than $5 worth of stuff – Okay. Then we have to get the person to sign a whole thing, and it could potentially uh, impact their financial aid because it's considered like being paid by the school. That's crazy. If we give you six dollars, <laughs> um, well, unless you're the sports teams, then they could give out give out bobbleheads and free T-shirts and all that stuff, but nobody cares. That, mm, I don't know, gives a bit sus. <laughs> I don't know. I wanted... Oh, also, I'm I'm in the snow club too, but I haven't gone skiing at all this year because I keep forget I don't have any time. Do you have skis but I am out there? The, I, yeah, I am in a ski club. I went to one party at the over Halloween, and I haven't gone to a single party or ski. Hey, <laughs> leeching. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Any um, final words you would like to get up before we move on to our favorite Yeah, that's most topic. of the amenities. In the spring, I'm probably going to join a, like, meteorology club called the Dogcast, where essentially they do, like, um, mock, uh, like, forecast meteor, like, broadcast meteorology things where you, like, stand in front of the green screen and talk about the weather in the Seattle metro area and at the university, which is pretty cool. You're literally practicing so to be a weather boy. <laughs> yeah, essentially, you're practicing to be a weather a weather person, you know, <laughs> a weather man or woman. I I won't judge. I yeah. Well, thank <laughs> you. I'm glad. I'm glad that we're accepting in this podcast. Yes, sir. Well, we just broke the fourth wall. We mentioned the podcast in the podcast. <laughs> All right, let's move on before I start rambling. All right. So, I don't know if any of you have actually read our little description, but if you had, you knew we were going to talk about baseball. And if you know anything about baseball, you would know that spring training started about a week ago. Yes. So, and it's already hitting off uh, pretty well, especially with the new pitch clock. Mm -hmm. There's been a couple interesting moments. Uh, I believe it was a Braves game. Hold on, let me go. Say with accuracy what it was. Wait, but, what is this? I, I haven't followed much of spring training. I'm going to be real with you. <laughs> so, a while ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was a Bray, a Phillies Twins game. Okay. I believe. 
Uh, let me hold on. Let me just double check. I want to give uh, uh, the right uh, information to you guys. Wait. So I just looked up a Phillies Twins game from March 1st, and it was 4 4. Yeah. Why was it tied? I thought I thought they didn't do ties. Uh, spring training doesn't go into extra innings. Oh, I didn't know that. I'm assuming this it was the Phillies Twins game. What happened? Uh, so in baseball now, there is the pitch clock. Okay. It's 15 seconds for no runners on, 20 for runners on. And it was bottom of the ninth, tie game, bases were loaded, and it was a full count. Yes. So, like, crazy moment going on. Mm-hmm. The pitch clock ends. It runs mm-hmm. out of time, and the umpire ruled that the batter was not in the box ready for the pitcher to throw the pitch. And it was considered an automatic strike. Ended the game. With the bases loaded in a tie game at the bottom of the ninth. Damn, that is, that's a bad way to go. Yep. It was interesting. The, the pitch clock, I think it's definitely going to be a positive. They uh, mm-hmm. showed baseball games now, like two hours, 30 minutes with the pitch clock. That's knocked nice. like a half hour. That's really good. Off of it, and uh, and there's you know people whining about a, it's gonna ruin baseball and stuff. It's like, but is it really gonna ruin baseball? It's just getting rid of like the weird like downtime in between yeah, pitches getting, or batters, you know. It's it's getting rid of the thing where oh my god, what the heck is this guy's name? There's like this there's this pitch on the Atlanta Braves that takes forever to pitch. There's because a lot he does of this, people like, like that. <laughs> no, but he like his average time was 59 seconds between pitch. He's got this weird twitch thing. So like I know who you're like, talking about, but I don't know his name. At, what is this guy? I at twitches. Let's see if I can find. It. Let's see if I can look him up. Yeah, Ken, uh, Kenley Jansen, and he's oh, got this like Kenley. he like twitches his head like three times, and then he brings his hand back and like he flutters it with the ball. And then he rocks back and forth. He always looks over to first base without fail. Then he comes back. And then he rocks again. And then he picks up his foot. And then he rocks on his, he like balances on his foot. And then he like, there's this like wind up where he's like doing like some like, like pincer pose. Like he's like a praying mantis. And then he throws the pitch. And it's like, (laughs) so, it's so painful. Especially as a Mets fan, because he's like, he's like, it's like just, ugh, throw the ball. I want this game over. Yeah. So, I think we'll start seeing less issues once the batters and the hitters get used to it. But overall, Mm -hmm. I think it's a positive change. Yeah, I do too. I agree. Uh, There has been a couple breakout stars so far in spring training. It's only been like, there's only been like six or seven games out. But one of them, New York Yankees, Anthony Volpe. He's okay. uh, trying to make the Major League roster this year. Obviously, All he's right. a Yankees fan. We want him. He's better than IKF. 
Uh, 11 at-bats, 4 hits, a homer, an RBI, 2 stolen bases, 364 average, 417 on base, 11... Uh, 11.44 OPS. That's good. Obviously, That's really good. small sample, but, you know, you know for someone who's never really faced. It, well, even if you can maintain something like to even a little bit of a lesser degree than that over the course of spring training, then we'll be good. Yeah. I mean, if he can hold a 250 average over the season, he's already better than IKF. Yeah, yeah. So Pretty that's much. not saying much. Our next big player who's been kind of breaking out here mm-hmm. is Jared Kelenic. Who's that? He's on – hold on, let me see if I can – there he is. He's on the Mariners. So he oh. was touted to be one of these big, you know, prospects – and all that stuff, but he hasn't really lived up to it. He's already had a couple seasons. He's had two seasons under his belt. Last season, uh, 144, 141 average, seven homers, 221 on base, 313 slugging, 534 OPS. Really, oh, really bad so year. Yeah, yeah. 55 uh, OPS plus. Yeah. But so far, in spring training... He's got uh, 11 plate appearances, three homers, four hits, wow. 364 uh, batting average, 364 on base, 1182, slugging 1545 OPS. That's good. That's good. So if he can, you know, do half of that. Yeah. He's, you know, he's fighting for a major league spot on the Mariners. They have a good team out there. Oh, yeah. He's been re- really depressing so far. But, yeah. I mean, if he keeps it up, he's definitely going to be on the roster. Yeah. It's always nice to see guys that, you know, they kind of had a little bit of a rocky start and then they, like, finally, you know, break out, you know? Mm-hmm. Especially for a team that's, like, trying to have a little bit of a little bit of a franchise, you know? Because, like, the Mariners have been, like, terrible forever. It was... <laughs> Like, for me, it was, like, so weird because everyone was, like, this year, everyone was, like, it was, like, everyone was in a tizzy in Seattle because it's, like, oh, my God, the Mariners, they're actually in the playoffs. Yeah, it was something, like, I think they had, like, a hundred-year drought or something like that. Well, they've only been a team for, like, 30 years. Or, no, I'm sorry, like, a 25-year drought. A hundred-year Yeah, I don't know about that. There are hundreds out there, like, it's no tomorrow. Then we have another Yankee that's uh, mm-hmm. making a lot of noise. Jason Dominguez, number two prospect after okay. Anthony Volpe. Mm-hmm. He's probably not major league ready. He's an outfielder, and, you know, you got Aaron Judge out there. You got uh, Harrison Bader. You got yeah. Stanton. You got Hicks. You got Oswald Cabrera can play outfield. Or Oswald is either Oswald Cabrera, Oswald Peraz, uh, one of them can play yeah. outfield. So we have a lot of outfield. He's probably not going to be major league roster. He did get an invitation to spring training. That's Seven at bats, two hits, one is a homer. Uh, so 
not like anything to say anything. I mean, he has two hits. But it's showing that he has the potential. Maybe not this season. Maybe next season. Um, Because when does Aaron Hicks' contract expire? Because I think that will be a big teller. When Aaron Hicks is uh, no longer on the Yankees, like his contract expires, he's Mm -hmm. a free agent in 2026. So maybe a little bit longer than expected, but he also hasn't been good <laughs> at all yeah. at all recently. So I think we could definitely see uh, uh what's it called Dominguez maybe next season start yeah, making yeah, his sure. way up into the outfield for the Yankees. Is there any uh interesting Mets you would like to talk about? Um, I think that the, well, here's the thing is that the Mets, like overall for, I haven't read like tons, but what I have seen is that the Mets haven't had any like two crazy breakouts. It's mostly just been that they're trying to maintain the health of their team because they have like a pretty old specialized team at the moment. You know, like they just picked up Verlander too. So that's not even adding to the situation. But something that was, like, pretty noteworthy is that, like, last year, the Mets had a very, like, poor trade, like, outcome towards the end of the 2022 season where, like, they picked up people like Daniel Ruff and, and, no, David Ruff and Daniel Vogelbach, who ended up not being as good as they thought. And Vogelbach... Bias. I forgot he even existed. Um, (laughs) Yeah, Javi Bias, you traded away a good prospect for, and he's just gone. Oh, my God. But, um, no, yeah, David Vogelbach has really been making a concerted effort over the winter to, like, lose weight, too. And it was hilarious because, like, he did one post back in December where he was looking a little, you know, a little slimmer. And then he, like, walks out to spring training for, like, the first time in months since anyone's, like, seen his existence. And he's lost, like, 25 pounds in, like, a span of only a couple months. And, you know, he's a big guy, so it's not too... Like, mm-hmm. when you're up there, it's not super hard to lose that much weight. Yeah. But, like, then after that, it gets more difficult. But still, that was, like, very reassuring. He's, he's, like, the main designated hitter for the Mets. So it's good to see that, like, he might, you know, be, able, be a little bit more productive. Now, let me see if I can get his spring training stance up. Oh, yeah, we can, I can pull him up for you. On, yeah, uh, can you I do that? baseball reference open. So far, Vogelbach has played in three games, nine plate appearances, no homers yet, but he has three hits and a double, 333 mm. uh, average, 333 on base, 444 slugging, 778 OPS. Not uh, bad. Not bad. Obviously, really small sample. Yeah. Uh, he's projecting, according to uh, baseball reference, for uh, 16 homers, 231 batting average, 341 on base, 404 slugging, 744 OPS. Yeah. So above but average, it, but nothing crazy. Yeah, I think, I don't know. I think that the Mets want him to just be able to, how do I describe this? They want him to be able to hit in that clutch situation. And I feel like last season, like he had like the stats where he was hitting. 
But oftentimes it was like, oh, he got a double, but there's two outs and there's no men on base and the catcher is coming up after him and the catcher can't hit for anything. You know, that kind of, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And I think that this season they want, A, they want him to, you know, be a little bit more productive and they want him to be more productive in when it counts too. And him, you know, losing a bit of weight is definitely a good start to that. Yeah. But other than that, I, don't, I haven't really read too much about spring training. I'm mostly just worrying about passing physics right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So my uh, one of my big concerns for the Yankees is there's there's two things you got. Uh, what's his name? Josh Donaldson and Clay Holmes. Mm-hmm. So Josh Donaldson, he has had you know, an outstanding career, but he's definitely been slowing down with the Yankees. So for his career, he's batting 265, 361 on base, 492 slugging, 853 OPS. I'm sorry. But last year, he he's hitting 222, 308 on base, 374 slugging, 682 OPS. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Aaron Boone, he said that he feels that he, he has faith in Josh Donaldson, that he's going to bounce back. Obviously, you know, he's hit, how many now? 266 homers in his career. So, wow. Quite a bit. And obviously, we would like for that to come back even more. Of course. So we're crossing our fingers on that one. And then our next big person to watch out for is definitely going to be Clay Holmes. Clay Holmes, yeah. first half, unhittable. He had like a sub-1 ERA. Then yeah. second half, after the All-Star break, completely ballooned. He was giving up homers left and right. He was totally just had no control. It was like he had gone back to, uh, what's it called? Pirates, uh, Clay Holmes. Yeah. So, hold on, let's bring up Clay Holmes here. So, before the Yankees with Pittsburgh, he had his ERA hovering around, like, four. Here's 3.6. Then with the Yankees, first season, he was down to 1.61. And then hmm. in the first half, totally unhittable. Then completely lost it in the second. So it ballooned wow. his ERA to 254. He ended up giving, he only gave up two home runs, so that's good. But the walks were really up. In Yeah. Uh, he gave up 20 walks. In, when he, in how many days? He was averaging three walks per nine innings. That's that's a fair amount. Yeah. Strikeout numbers were good, though. Nine strikeouts per nine innings. But And then the big problem, for at least for a reliever, especially a closer, was the hits per nine. He had 6.4 hits per nine. Mm-hmm. You know... That is really high. That's not good. Yeah, that's not sustainable. 
No, you want your pitcher having a whip under one. He had a whip of 1.021. So, definitely, definitely, definitely need to see some improvements there. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, wait, can you remind me again, what exactly is whip? I don't um, think anyone's ever explained that to me. Whip is uh, walks plus hits per nine innings. Oh, okay. It's basically... Yeah, uh, besides, like, errors, how many people you let on base. Yeah, yeah. So, the idea is, if you have a whip of one, you let one person on per inning. Which okay. is, you know, pretty good. Yeah. And that is pretty good. Baseball has so many stats. Like, FIP, ERA. There's, like, now there's ERA+, plus, intentional walks, walks... It's so much. That is. He also had nine hit by pitches, which. Wow. It's kind of that's, a lot. That's a fair few. For someone who only pitched sixty-three innings. So every that's like seven every innings. seven yeah. games. Yeah, every seven innings. So that so that means that like some he must have hit batters twice in one game. It means he probably did it a bunch of times. I mean, that's yeah. like a starter. Every time they come out, they'd hit somebody. Like, yeah. that would it's be really bad. It's basically like guaranteed, oh, well, we're going to get someone on base this game, guys. So, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, any uh, closing arguments before we wrap this episode up? Honestly, not really. I haven't looked much in spring training. We'll have to check back in like a, in like two weeks and, you know, come back to this. Yeah. Preferably when I have more free time to do more research. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, thank you, everybody, for watching uh, this episode. We, of course, of course, greatly appreciate you taking your time to listen to us. If you want to hear more from us, you can follow our Twitter at EW Experience. We have a Patreon linked below. Other than that, uh, we'll see you in the next episode. Yes, of course. Goodbye. Bye.